Yes, indeed. We are live and direct right now on KEXP, KEXP.org worldwide. We're in the live room. My name is Larry Mizell Jr. It's the afternoon show, and I'm very, very happy to be joined right now by London's rising star, Arlo Parks. Hello, Larry. Thanks for having me. Our absolute pleasure. So excited to actually see you and the whole crew here yeah. in the room. Yeah, it's nice to be here. We love Seattle, so thanks for having us. Right on. Well, uh, should we get into some music? Yeah, let's do it. Fantastic. Um, we're going to start with a song called Eugene, which is one of my favorites. There awesome. you go. Between your top falling 
Arlo Parks, live on KEXP. <laughs> that was Eugene. And now you're going to get into one of my favorites from your debut album, Collapsed in Sunbeams, Black Dog, live on KEXP.
It's Arlo Parks, live on KEXP. You just heard Black Dog from Collapsing Sunbeams. Thank you for being here, for real. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. I love this little environment. It feels like we're in this little, this warm little space. And thanks for, yeah, I mean, I've been watching these sessions for a long time. You yeah. Know? Like by myself at 3 a.m. on YouTube watching these KEXP sessions. So it's amazing to be finally doing one. Right myself. on. <laughs> well, we're we're so overjoyed to have you here. Um, I know you've got a new single that you're going to perform. Love yes. to hear that. Yeah, this is Softly. Let's do it. Undazzled heart, we're in Berlin. And when you leave, just break it down to me softly.
live on KEXP. It's Arlo Parks. And I know you got just one more song. Yeah, I've got just one more. Um, it's my kind of secret favorite of the record. And it's a song called Hope.
Beautiful. Live on KEXP, Arlo Parks. Thank you. Thank you so much again for being here. Um, you said that hope that was your 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 kind of secret favorite on Collapse and Sunbeams. Mm. Uh, that's a not so secret favorite around here. I don't know <laughs> if you know, and I think a big part of that is is the message that you're not alone. That's a big part of our own messaging here. I'm just I'm just curious with everything going on, and I know you're in the midst of what's been like a meteoric rise over the last couple of years, but still there's got to be moments when hope is is kind of hard to come by. How do you find it? You know. I guess I think for me I find it in community I find it in music as well because I was a music lover before I made music mm-hmm. and for me it's very much a place of um of comfort and it's it's a soothing space for me when I've just got my headphones on and I'm going for a wander um I get it a lot in books and I get it just in my people you know and the people around me that I feel understood by um and my friends and my family for sure those are the people that kind of anchor me to hope mm. Your your commitment to connection and, and, you know, the people around you is so palpable. It really comes through your music and um, you just seem like a real paragon of empathy. It just comes through your music in a way that uh, feels really healing. Well, thank you, Lai. Absolutely. I'm curious, have there ever been moments where you've been performing or, or even listening to your own stuff and been like, oh, yeah, I needed to hear that. I forgot that. Mm. I guess, I think for me... I mean, this is why, like, hope is my secret favorite. I think when you're in a low space or in a dark space, automatically you feel like you're the only person in the world who's feeling that Mm. way. Whether that's self-doubt creatively, um, whether that's, you know, sadness or loneliness, I feel like there's this kind of automatic isolation feeling. Um, And so that song definitely reminds me. And I think Portrait 400, which is the last song on the record, making rainbows out of something painful, I think I use that kind of as my my mission statement, Mm. I guess, when it comes to the music that I make, turning kind of difficult, complicated, knotted feelings into something that can, you know, be sung at a festival or a show or in this environment um, and bring comfort. Yeah. That is an amazing thing. You take really complex, you know, emotional landscapes and turn them into stuff that is just really clear. And and I try. I try. Yeah. It doesn't always. It doesn't always come come I, around that way. But I try. I'm sure it feels effortless. You know, listening to your music. Mm, thank you. Um, you know, I'm curious. You know, you put so much of yourself in your music. Obviously, it's very honest, very stark. Um, and I know you're very, you're, you're an artist, you're very sensitive. Does that ever get really exhausting how much of yourself goes in there and then you have to deal with people kind of, I don't know, maybe having attachments to things that you've said and thinking that they know you, but you have, you know, you've got your own life. Yeah, I think it can, it can definitely be draining. I think because my automatic mode is give everything, give yeah. everything of yourself. Um, and I think especially, you know, Touring and shows is one thing and, you know, recording a record is another, but it's still, you know, you're, you're breaking down boundaries within yourself. You're adventuring, you're mining your own experiences um, almost, I guess, as like a method actor would where you're like actually digging into those traumatic moments almost on purpose. Mm. Um, and I think for me, it, it can be draining and I often do feel tired um but i think that it's worth it you know i think for me it's something i do automatically as well it's something that comes naturally i think vulnerability is is an organic kind of state for Mm. me to be in um and i think it's part of being an artist you know giving having music as a gift 
um, and, and just trying your best to make good work and do good things. For sure. I've seen you speak about also about how it's, you know, it's very much from within, but you're also a vessel. Mm. You know, I wonder if you would speak on that a little bit. Definitely. I think when I'm creating, and I speak to a lot of people about this, I think it's like a similar thing that a lot of people experience where it feels like, you know, you're almost like a lightning, but when you're inspired, it's like a lightning bolt hitting like, you know, the little conductor things on top of a steeple Mm. all you can do is keep your arms up and sometimes it comes sometimes it doesn't uh and i think that definitely when i'm writing i do enter this kind of almost fugue state where i suddenly have this piece and people ask me months later like so how did you do that and i'm like i don't know it just it just happened right um and i think that's when i'm kind of tapping into something something unconscious or something beyond. Um, but I think my, my best work has been when I felt like it almost happened to me or through me in some way. Mm. Awesome. Uh, talk to me about your, your latest single, Softly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, that was a piece that came about. I had like one random day in the studio book with Paul, um, who I made Too Good and Portrait 400 with. And I feel like I always do my best work when I don't put too much pressure on things. Mm. So we just went into the studio, you know, got some teas in, basically just banging around on synths. I was playing him like Berlin techno, but I was also playing him like 70s Zam rock, but then also, you know, delving into hip hop and, and doom and diggable planet, like just everything. And then we just distilled it into what it is. I feel like that was definitely one of those songs that was almost written through me. And I wanted to be vulnerable in a way that I didn't feel like I had been before in terms of, you know, exposing that sense of desperation that sense of needing someone that sense of something dissolving and you not being ready to accept that and so all those themes just kind of bled in um naturally Mm. and really comes through you know after all the vulnerability already displayed it felt like another another chamber of that you'd unlocked Mm. um you just mentioned a whole bunch of music and i've always been amazed hearing you talk about your influences and you mentioned watching like kxp sessions at 3 a.m on youtube and Mm. i've seen you talk about that in interviews kind of just you know on a deep dive on YouTube all the time. Yeah. What made you such a voracious music listener? I think I'm just a sponge. Yeah. And I think I get a very particular kind of excitement when I discover something new that I didn't know before that touches me in a certain way. Like I remember watching the Soccer Mummy session. Even like watching live videos, I think, can add another dimension to like loving an artist. I feel mm. like that also with Big Thief where like I saw them play live and that energy and that rawness and I was like, oh, okay, that unlocked something. I think it's just because it feels nice. I just yeah. love new, I love discovering music and I feel like I'm a collector. I feel like I'm, I'm at my best when I'm a sponge, when I'm absorbing, when I'm like rummaging around and, and finding new things to love. It's really interesting to hear you talk about being a sponge and, you know, always learning. It feels like when you came out, you were so fully formed, you know, with such a distinctive voice. Was that something that you really, like, you know, premeditated and were like, when I arrive, now I'm ready kind of thing? Mm, No, not really. I feel like I'm very bad at planning things. Everything is very much spontaneous and and immediate. Um, And, yeah, I guess all I did was kind of pick bits of of the music that I loved that I thought 
you know, I could absorb in myself. I was like, okay, I love this Elliot Smith record. I love the way he writes about himself and melancholy. And I love the drums on this Massive Attack record. And I love the voice here. And I feel like I just somehow channeled all the things that I loved. And I try never to really think things through too deeply because I get in the way of myself very easily, can easily tinker with something perpetually. Um, So I try and just you know, just show up and be like, I guess this is how it was meant to be on the day and then move on. Right on. You mentioned Massive Attack. I've seen you talk about trip hop. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've always loved that, like, the beat is so preeminent Mm -hmm. in your music. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I've thought about how your music has been produced. I just wonder if you would talk to me about collaboration and, you know, how it works for you and, 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 you know, kind of what you've learned. Yeah. I mean, it's one of my favorite things. I think, as you say, it's, it's very much a tool for learning. Um, I love seeing how other people write and how other people do things. I think for me, I tend to just have like one other person with me in the room or two maybe if it's an instrumentalist um, because I feel like I need to be comfortable. I need to be in my little den still but have brought people in that really inspire me. Um, And I've been doing a lot more of that. You know, when I was writing the record, it was in this very kind of fraught state um, where we're all inside and I had kind of limited access to meeting other people as everyone did and now I'm kind of opening up my world a little bit um which is really really fun like I love I'm very precious about my lyrics I'm like "Mm." if anyone tries to come near those but anything else I'm very kind of open and willing to learn for sure that preciousness you speak of it it doesn't come through as precious but just like a just a a brilliant poet or even an MC. like you have a, a like a rapper kind of like detail <laughs> thank you to your writing at times yeah i mean i love i love hip-hop you know i feel like it's it's the purest form of poetry to me um and yeah i think it's important to be protective over your work to be open to expanding it but to also you know protect it a little bit i remember hearing patty smith speaking about it where she was like you know like build a good name for yourself protect your work do good work and and that and the rest kind of goes from there um and i think that's that's what I am. I'm kind of protective of, of my taste and of what I'm making. Um, because as Lord said, sorry, I like listened to so many podcasts yesterday, so I'm just rich with it. She was talking about how everything she makes, she wants to be like tombstoneable. She wants it to mm. be like something that she would be comfortable being remembered by and letting that live in eternity. And that's why I think you've got to be protective because it's under your name um, forever. So, yeah. I love that. Tombstoneable. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Patty. That's a good one. <laughs> and that's just another one of your, that's just one of your musical heroes who's recognized, mm. you know, the brilliance of your own music. That's got to feel yeah, that was out of this world. Else. That was something else. I think especially because she is like such a force and has been for such a long time, especially mm. in terms of writing and in terms of like just artistically, I think she has this integrity that like not a lot of people have. Um, but yeah, being recognized by my peers, especially because I just listen to so much music. So there are so many people that I look up to. There's like hundreds and hundreds. And when someone who, you know, brought me comfort through their music then turns around and is like, oh, actually, I love what you do. It's it's this form of, of validation that is very deep rooted because I'm a fan, like before everything, you know. And then when somebody turns around and validates me and what I'm putting into the world, then it just makes me really happy on a pure level. Right on. And now you're on the road. I know your um, European tour last year got interrupted, of course, mm-hmm. by COVID. Um, how has it been coming out of that and hitting the road? 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, I'm on, I'm on tour with my friends. Yeah. Um, that's what makes me kind of feel, like, supported and like I've got a family around me through it because it can be quite difficult to be, you know, uprooted constantly and I'm kind of working on a podcast and working on music and working on a lot of different things anytime I'm touring. But it's been really lovely, you know, especially touring with Claire, who's a friend of mine and she's so sweet and her fans are so kind of receptive. Mm. So it's it's felt really... It's felt like a, a homecoming in, in sorts, um, but it's also felt like I'm kind of seeing new faces um, and, yeah, exploring the States a bit more, which is nice. Right on. And you mentioned, Clara, who you're, you're performing with um, tonight at Paramount here in mm-hmm. Seattle. Um, they're on, the, on, on one of your songs, right? Yeah, yeah. Claire's, yeah, she's on one of my songs. She played guitar and did BVs on Green Eyes. Um, and, yeah, just such a lovely human being, kind of part of this um, really lovely circle of people that I met everyone from like Delwater Gap Phoebe Bridges everyone is kind of intertwined in some way and she's just really sweet and we just look out for each other which is really nice right on uh if you would I just hoping you would introduce us to that family you speak of that's here with you today um so we've got Sam on bass on Harding uh we've got James Fernandez on drums we've got Maddie on keys and BVs and we've got Danny on guitar and um yeah danny and james have been with me since i was 17 and everyone else joined along for the ride very soon after that and yeah we've been i was gonna say rocking out was really embarrassing (laughs) you could rock out (laughs) i've said it anyway live on air ever since (laughs) right on well i can see the kind of trust and 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 uh dynamic that you guys have Mm. um and everybody should go out and see it live yeah absolutely uh one last thing um Speaking of your writing, you know, I hear your poetry come through on the record. I know there's got to be a book or something coming. One day, I have a lot of, like, dreams. I feel like I'm, I'm a dreamer, but I also do feel like I have time. Um, so, yeah, I really want to write a book one day and get involved in film and stuff and just production, maybe. I mean, I'm not going to spill all my dreams, but there's a right lot, lot to come. Protect to those, come. too. <laughs> Protect the dreams, always. Right on. Arlo Parks, live on KXP. Thank you again. Yeah, thanks, Larry. Right on. The afternoon show, live on KXP, kxp.org.